This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast, adapted from our weekly quick drag Twitter spaces, recapping the show with cast interviews. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and today we're in the winner circle because I'm joined by All Stars 5 winner and all-around icon Shay Coulee to dive into what I think ended as probably the buzziest episode of the season so far. We get into the thickening mystery of who hooked up with Monet Exchange, what Shay really thought of that three-star victory twist, and how it impacted her mentality on the set. Plus, she reveals her view on the game-changing twist that saw Monet choose Trinity to advance to the top four over Jada and deliver a massive payoff to the All-Stars 4 alliance that ran through the season. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Joey, how's it going? Hi, Shay, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm just like, I have the day off, so I'm really relaxing in a bathrobe with a towel around my head, giving the full spa-like experience. So yeah, I'm fully relaxed, doing my self-care, ready to chat. Is it the same towel and robe that you wore for our All-Stars 5 cover shoot? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Something just a little bit more simple. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I would expect nothing less on your day off. And I can't thank you enough for joining me. I'm just excited to bask in the glow of three freshly won stars. I have to congratulate you on that. Thank you so much. They just arrived in the mail today. <gasps> yeah, I always am wondering, like, what are you guys all going to do with these stars that you won? Like, are you just going to literally wear them? Or like, do you have a jewel case that you're going to put them in? Um, well, World of Wonder already sells them for $12 on their website. So, I mean, I guess if I ever get hard up, I'll just pawn mine. <laughs> you can, yes, you can pawn it for maybe $13. For yes, $13, because I'm like, it touched Shea Coulee. So it's yes. got to be worth at least one extra dollar. At least $1 more, yes. <laughs> no, we have so much to cover today. I mean, where to even begin? But I'm going to start. I think at the most chaotic and obvious spot, until I can get a straight answer out of one of you on the most important topic of the season, Miss Shay, who fucked Monet? Oh my God, uh, who did fuck Monet? I'm <laughs> dying to know. Literally, a piece of me just feels like Monet is just like gaslighting all of us, just the <laughs> same way that she does Bob on Sibling Rivalry. I'm like, you made that up. As I'm like, look, there are so many little drag race Nancy Drews out there. I'm like, somebody somebody would have like put the pieces together and none of us girls know. So we've all yeah. asked each other multiple times and no one's, you know, copping up to it. So I think no one is fessing up. Monet just had like a really realistic dream and she's trying to make it a reality. <laughs> you know, I think you are the fourth person on this cast now that has told me the same thing that has just flat out accused Monet of lying. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I was literally just texting her a couple minutes ago. I'm going to be like, bitch, so what's tea? You lying or not? 
Yeah, we need to know. We need to know. Someone's not talking, or it's probably Monet who's not talking and telling on herself for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's go back to the season. I mean, one of my favorite things that you did this season at the start was the start of this secret of the platinum plunger. I mean, it gave me so much pleasure every week. <laughs> and, and Raja was the last to know. So I have to, like, who told her? Because on that episode, we just see her come out from getting the last block. She looks really pissed. <laughs> Um, but it looks like she already knew as she was coming out that like she knew there wasn't a secret. So how did that whole thing go down with Raja finding out? Well, anytime someone gets the platinum plunger, they're like putting the holding for like 10 to 15 minutes while the other girls go back to the workroom and just basically okay. discuss all that transpired on the runway, why the person blocked, who they blocked, etc. So that's like kind of like the moment where everyone was finding out that there was no secret to the platinum plunger. So yeah, she clearly got filled in by production um, after she received the platinum plunger. So that's why she <laughs> walked in so mad at all of us. She just you were, yelled, cunts! <laughs> yeah, you were getting so much pleasure out of that. I was trying to pay attention to your face every time someone would walk out, and I am so glad that you got so much pleasure out of that. I really did. I really did. I mean, who doesn't love a little pranky-poo? I know. Yeah, we got to see the prankster side of Shay this season. So Absolutely. what other pranks were you playing on people behind the scenes? Oh my gosh. I mean, I was, other than that, I was really just going into people's hotel rooms and cutting up their wigs. But, you know, <laughs> just really simple, simple little things, you know? But you weren't stealing any like contact solution like Monet? Oh, yeah. Oh my God. That was literally. <laughs> well, Monet needed all the contact solution because she'd been wearing those same damn hazel contacts. She literally <laughs> told me for like two and a half years. So, like, those, those bitches were dry as hell. So, she probably needed a whole bottle of solution every time she wanted to wear them for the runway. I literally considered buying her some contacts and sending them to her just so she could refresh them and not put those like crusty ass contacts in her eyes anymore. Oh yes. And then she wouldn't have had to steal it if you would have just bought it for her as a gift. So it's actually your fault. You know what? Look, you, yeah, you're from the school of Monet. Look at how you turn that around on me. (laughs) I'm (laughs) learning from the best. I'm trying to be generous over here. Now it's my fault. I learned from the best. I've been watching All Star 7 for the past 11 weeks, so it's just seeped into my soul now. (laughs) Now, I mean, this episode, too, this episode was so great. I mean, what a great song, Your Name, which is, I believe, available to stream and buy now um, on all the platforms. Um, It was a great variety show performance. But before that, I mean, that's what had everyone talking at the start of this episode with this new twist. So what was going through your mind before they announced that it was three stars as this week's prize? Because I know you were joking about sort of like taking the week off at the beginning of the episode, but how much of that was like a joke and how much was kind of serious about maybe your mentality at that point? I mean, it was pretty serious. Like there had been, you know, several challenges, several, several challenges where I had like high placements and, you know, it is what it is. Like I could tell that there was like a very specific direction that they wanted to go um, with the way that they were rolling out this season. And one thing that I had to remember as well is that, you know, this had been my third time on the show in five years. They hadn't seen Jinx or Raja in 11 and 12 years. So, you know, the what they're bringing, though, 
is like stuff that is very much so like in their brand, it still is super surprising to the judges because they just haven't seen them for so long. So that kind of creates an extra level of excitement for them. And I had to allow them to really like, you know, sit back and get their flowers and not be, you know, in a place where I was getting upset by like not getting these wins. Ultimately, I just knew that I wanted to go on the show to just like have a really good time, check it with the fans, like let everybody know like where I'm at and what I've been up to. So I actually was already had like come to the resolve that that just like wasn't going to be the case this season. And I was okay with that because I still was like really proud of what I had done on the show. And at the end of the day, the whole point of it is to entertain people, you know, because like, look, I already won. Like there's not, there's, you know, nothing extra that I really needed to prove other than to just like go there and entertain and have a good time. So um, at that point, you know, because I look, I'm all about sportsmanship. I'm like, I'm going to participate. I'm going to give my best. But I was just like, I'm not really counting on making it to the finale because honestly, I was just like, there's one challenge and I'm like, not the best at math, but like, you know, one more star is not <laughs> going to like put me in the finale. Mm-hmm. So do you think, are you saying then, uh, just to go back to the earlier point you were making, are you, or do you, were you maybe not as impressed by what Jinx and Raja were doing? And you think that it was maybe like a nostalgia thing that was fueling like support for them? Um, I was absolutely blown away. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not impressed by what they did because um, I genuinely was impressed. Um, what I'm saying is, you know, there's a different way in which, and nostalgia is just, it is a really important, it's a really just a powerful emotion. And like, when you miss something or you haven't been, you know, around someone like, you know, it's like when you're having a function with all your friends and then somebody walks in the door, like one of your friends that you haven't seen in a decade, like you are immediately going to be drawn and wanting to catch up and be invested in all the things that they're doing and what they've been up to and how they've changed because Mm -hmm. there's been so much Mm -hmm. time that's gone since you spent time with them. Like I literally was still in my reign of all stars five while I was filming that I had just seen them the summer before that. And then two summers before that. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like a revolving door for me at that point. So I really do feel (laughs) like, you know, the judges were just like really blown away by how much both Raja and Jinx had grown since their departure on the show. And rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a very, like the, the whole franchise is a very sort of, I mean, it's progressive, but it's also like a sort of backwards looking franchise in a lot of ways in terms of references and, you know, constantly like it loves its classic things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying there. But what did you think when you heard that the prize had increased to three stars? And what was, I guess, the general vibe amongst the rest of the cast in the room after Rue had made that announcement? Um, <laughs> I honestly was like, ain't this about a bitch? Honestly, I, I, there, there was like this piece of me look. This is my third time like going through the workroom. And, you know, there's always some little twists and some little shenanigans. And mm-hmm. it felt to me at that time, like I kind of chuckled because I literally felt like they had held off on those stars for certain challenges because they already knew that this twist was going to be happening at the end. And look, you know, in previous seasons, you know, I had, you know, racked up 
several challenge wins. And so, you know, like season nine, there was like four challenge wins there. Like, I feel like I had kind of like built up this brand, like, you know, Shay knows how to, you know, snatch up some challenge wins. And it's like, how do we give the fans something that they don't expect? Well, they won't expect Shay not, you know, um, getting these challenge wins. And I felt like literally they said, okay, yeah. And here are these three stars. And there was a moment for me that felt like a little bit, I'm going to be completely honest. I felt a little bit frustrated by it because it almost feels like this very strange handout here um, mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. me personally, I'm really hard on myself and I want to feel like, you know, I'm like, cause regardless i know and 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 it has already happened people question they're like well you know did she really deserve those like three stars i like already knew that that discourse would happen and i almost felt in the moment i was just like oh here we go like um if i win these then you know it almost feels like i won't be able to win because people who are fans of the other contestants are immediately going to try and discredit my win and say like so you're thinking that on immediately set i was happening. already thinking wow. that i was just like okay i want to win these to be in the finale but i just like have this like gut feeling that like for me there will be you know people who are going to want to like discredit or disagree with that but you know what that happens in any kind of aspect of like entertainment you know like people are going to vibe with you mm-hmm. they're going to like what you do or they're not you know and that's just like part of it yeah. um and i just had to like really go in there and like focus and live up to the agreement that I made to myself that no matter what I was going to give like my 100%. And so that's what I did. Yeah. Well, do you think if there, like, let's say then if the prize had still been set at one star and not three for this challenge, do you think that the incentive for you to do well, and I hate to say do well, because I know you don't half ass things, but do you think that the incentive for you to do as well still would have been there if the prize was still set only at one star and you statistically like you knew you wouldn't have been able to make the top four if it was still one star. Yeah. At that point it was top four schmop more. Like I just like did not, mm-hmm. I like, I was like, I'm still going to give my 110% because I was passionate about this song. I was passionate about the performance. You know, I was just like, it is like to date, like my favorite song that I've written. And I was really proud yeah. of like my songwriting abilities on it. And like when we were putting together those numbers, like I was out there doing the choreography with the dancers. I was giving them, the five six seven eight because top to bottom i wanted the fans to see like exactly what it is that i'm capable of doing and that like i can not only write the song i can perform the song i can choreograph the song and like show like a really fully realized concept and it's funny because i had actually recorded that song prior to all stars five and i was debating between doing either that or collide which i did for the talent show there and i held on to this one because i really wanted to continue on like making songs in this vein and this style to you know put out an album but i didn't have that body of work yet so when all winners came around i was just like you know hey and now i've like really been working throughout the pandemic writing this album and I'm so ready to just like really give the fans like a taste of what they can expect because like you know I've been working on trying to you know put together my first album for years and it's really been a labor of love like top to bottom like you're really going to get like Shea Coulee through and through and that's what you get with my drag like I really put myself into like every single aspect of it and so given the opportunity to go on a platform like drag race there was no way i was gonna half-ass that like even if it was just like one star i still was gonna give my all 
Yeah, no, that is what we expect from Shea Kool-Aid, definitely. So this album is like coming. Like it's, it's, cause I mean, you got comparisons to like Janet Jackson and like all of these yes. iconic different pop stars. So this is a taste of what we can expect. On oh, this, this album. is exactly what you can um, expect from this album. It's going to be like so groovy. It's going to be dancey. It's going to be clubby. It's going to be sultry. And I'm just so excited for everybody to hear it. Yeah, no, me too. So the other exciting thing that happened on this episode, I mean, there's a huge twist. I mean, since Monet had the most stars, she had to break this three-star tie between Trinity and Jada. Um, so what did you think of the choice that Monet made and the alliance was finally paying off for Trinity? Okay, I was... <laughs> uh, first of all, I was really shook that they just put Monet up there and said, okay, you choose. I, know, I literally I was like, if that ain't the rudest shit I had ever heard on this show, I said, that is so rude. <laughs> um, and I, okay, like, it seemed like really obvious to everybody else, but can I just be, <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'm going to lay it out yes. there. I had no idea that they had the alliance. Even after they had asked me to join the alliance. Wait, I know, I know. Look, look. They asked you to be in But it. I thought it just didn't come of anything. I just thought they were just kind of like trying to get their ducks in a row. I didn't know that they still like maintained <laughs> this alliance with each other. And um, I, God, I don't really know. Like, I, I really do consider myself to be an observant person, but that one literally went over my head. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, when like when it was just all like I've really had a lot of fun getting to know you this season, Jada. But I was like, uh oh. I was like, it all yeah, it back. all yeah. I was like, oh okay. And that's so Raven flashback. Yeah, I really yes. did have that moment. And you know, oh it really gosh. sucked because you know Jada is my sister. You know, we got ready together. That's like my, my Milwaukee girl, and I really, really wanted her in the finale. And it really just like broke my heart for her in that moment. That you know, th- that's just mm, kind yeah. of like how everything like shook down. But that's kind of what you you get. You know, you kind of got to roll the dice mm-hmm. when you go on to Drag Race because you never know what kind yeah. of twists and turns um, will be there and what type of stunts that they'll pull on the girls. Mm-hmm. Who would you have picked to advance if they had given you that, the winner of the lip sync, the uh, choice? Well, you know, I only had a little four star, so that, you know, that really would have been a decision <laughs> that would have been left up to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pleading the fifth? Uh, look, it, pro- it probably would have been Jada. I would have picked Jada. <sighs> Oh, Ooh, yeah. but you know, I mean, Rasha also, see, and this is see, I wouldn't have been able to make a, like, see, it's like hindsight is like 2020, I guess, but I feel like I yeah. would have really struggled um, with either one of those choices because Raja really did a spectacular job this season. Um, I have been a Raja stan since, you know, her season. Season three was the first one yeah. I watched. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really feel like you got to see how remarkable Raja was this season, but it really was the tip of the iceberg. There were so many moments behind the scenes and personal interactions that just like I just have such a deep profound respect and love for Raja like I just I mean like my Mm -hmm. heart just like swells when I talk about her Um, just love her love her love her so much and as someone who's been a fan of hers you know for such a long time to meet her and spend this time with her was just like so it was so special and life changing and I just am always going to remember it forever yeah, I heard from the the all the different interviews that I've done that that was like borderline. Like it was RuPaul's set, but then it was Raja's. Set. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because Raja is at this point in her life where she's so, she just knows who she is. You know, she really mm-hmm. does, you know, and that's something that really does come with like experience and age and just like going through things. And Raja just knows who the fuck she is. And like, you know, she stands 10 toes firm to the ground and believes in everything that mm-hmm. she says and does in such a profound way. And I just really loved being around that energy. Yeah, no, it sounds like it was really something to witness. You know, I also want to go back just briefly to something that you touched on a little bit earlier, because I think it's important to talk about, because we can't ignore the fact that there are some people out there who have feelings about how this whole episode went down. I mean, we see a lot of the word like deserving or not deserving thrown around a lot by this fandom with regards to any given queen on any given day. We see it every season. So do you think that there is like a disconnect between how the fandom and then how the queens who lived this experience see those words with regard to who quote unquote deserves to move forward on the show. Well, here's the thing. It's just like what it boils down to is we were the ones that were there for the full experience. And unfortunately, um, when it comes to the edit, you don't get that, you know, and there's a lot of things contextually that you don't get to see just, you know, there's so, 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 so much. And so I have to find ways to like separate myself from my own personal experience and the perception that's delivered to the fans. You know what I'm saying? Because they're forming their opinions based off of what they see. And so like, I have to be like objective off of what they're seeing and also be able to be like, you know what? I can understand like how they would feel that way. I mean, going as far to say like what someone deserves or doesn't deserve. I mean, that's not any type of language that I would like personally use like in my life but also you know Mm -hmm. i have different experiences than these fans like these fans don't know what it's like and sometimes it's like frustrating because i'm just you want to be like listen here you little bitch but (laughs) 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 like at the same time it's like they don't have the full understanding they don't have the full scope they don't have the full knowledge so you have to kind of give them grace because they don't really know the full story so it's like Mm -hmm. what, what like what can you really do about it you know, well, I mean, I guess that's when you're filming 12 hours a day. I mean, for a one hour, like, TV and it's show. two days. So there's 24 yeah. hours of footage that get, that gets boiled down into an hour. Just think about the massive amounts of things that are left out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that I am thankful that was left in and is always in on the Shea experience is, you know, you moving the fashion needle forward, paying tribute to Black excellence and culture. I mean, so what was the sort of thematic through line for your runway package this season? Because I know there's always a story with you. Um, For me, I really, really wanted to plug into a lot of designers, specifically designers of color, um, you know, really a lot of the designers for the pieces that I wore this season were all either Black, Latinx, or Asian. And it was really great to be able to, you know, employ and use all of the beautiful talents of so many different artists of color um, and be able to bring their work onto such like an amazing national platform, well, international platform. Um, And I also wanted in many ways to just kind of like focus on a little bit more of like a cleaner aesthetic. I feel like a lot of times with runways, it's always like, you know, the bigger, the louder. And I kind of wanted to be a little bit more poetic and quiet with my um, approach to this season, Mm -hmm. because that's just Mm -hmm. how I was feeling, you know, kind of like coming out of the pandemic. And so, yeah, I really did just want to continue on, you know, my 
love letter to Black women, Black fans, and to do it in a way that spoke very soft and in a really poetic way. Yeah, and I think that we also saw a lot of like self-referencing among this entire cast and not just in terms of like other themes that they were trying to bring to runways. Like we saw Monet and Raja also recycle some pieces from past looks. So did you bring any sort of like runway pieces or outfits from your past um, that maybe fans didn't clock yet or maybe that you just chose not to wear? Um, My yellow boots for the light up runway were my season nine promo (gasps) boots and my little um, um, hometown couture with like the hot dog headpiece. I wore those boots for that. So I haven't worn those boots since. And um, I was just Mm -hmm. like, we got to bust these girls back out, dust them off and bring them back (laughs) to the runway because it's like they miss it. So yeah, no, it was Mm -hmm. great. Well, and just to confirm, your knit look was not a LaShawn Beyond inspired no, creation. No, no. Um, she was giving. I know, I'm just teasing you. Bless LaShawn Beyond. Uh, but um, no, I wasn't uh, referencing her. You know, I, I don't really know if I really referenced the show much. Um, I mean, I love the show. I'm a big Drag Race super fan, obviously. Um, but sometimes I feel like consistently referencing the show can get a little bit stale, in my opinion. So I always yeah. try to go for like deeper references that are a little bit more off the off the beaten trail. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I'm just teasing <laughs> you with that. And I know you do have a very beautiful Instagram post about the true meaning of that knit look. So yes, um, yes everybody should go check <laughs> that out. Um, now, the last thing I'll ask you, um, you know, we are heading into the finale. I mean, we now know that there are going to be two different lip sync groups. So uh, what can you tease without spoiling too much? Um, about what lies ahead for both of these lip sync performances. It's going to be dramatic. <laughs> as dramatic as that answer. No, yes. not dramatic. Dra- <laughs> <laughs> no, I know dramatic. I know I said dramatic. I didn't say dramatic. I said dramatic. <laughs> I, heard, I heard dramatic. And I said, I'm sorry. No, I, I said, said dramatic. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant dramatic. I yeah. Did, uh-huh. yes. There's so going to be a lot of shady symbols and shings and rattlesnakes all over. <laughs> That's just wonderful. I have been getting so many mood words as I'm interviewing the girls each season. So, or each episode, like Raja said, I think Raja said it's going to be like a, like a, like a, a gravy sauce or something. Oh. She said it was something like a saucy sauce or something. And I'm like, and then Evie was saying Mario party. So I'm just like, <laughs> I, I have no idea what to expect. Oh, good here. old Evelyn. Oh, I love her. Yes. <laughs> Evelyn. Oh, lovely performance by her this week too. Absolutely. Right. Shay, thank you so much for joining me today. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find your music and projects that you have coming up? Um, yes, you can go and string my um, single, your name now on all streaming platforms and um, set your calendars because the video will be dropping on August 5th as well as a new single and a new video as well. Wonderful. We love to see it. Everybody, please keep up with Shay on all socials as well. The All-Star 7 finale streams Friday on Paramount+. Plus. This is our final quick drag episode of the season, um, but check back next week on the EW's Binge podcast feed for an interview with the All-Star 7 winner. Thank you, everyone everybody for tuning in this entire season and thank you so much shay for being our final live guest of my absolute pleasure joey enjoy the rest of your afternoon and thanks everybody for listening of course thank you so much shay (laughs) bye everybody bye
Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio, Lauren Klein, Chanel Johnson, and Jillian Cedarholm, and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com. 